Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see if they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Ooh, okay. Yeah, I am the ghost of yeah. Robert Larode. He's pushing around a Ouija board thing too at the same time, trying to spell it out desperately. <laughs> it's harder than you'd think. Yeah. And this week on the podcast, we have rewatched the movie Ghost, nineteen ninety. Oh, is that what we were watching? <laughs> you just watched Beetlejuice again. We're like, ah, this is a good movie. I just yeah. hit my head earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this movie goes to stars Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, and a creepy dude. Yeah, that's right. I've never seen that guy in anything else, but apparently he's still in things. Just in like, yeah, my nightmares. <laughs> but before we get to the podcast, we just want to uh, thank our Patreons, people that give one, three, five dollars a month. Thank you so much for uh, helping us out. And in return, you get the podcast early. At a yes. certain level, you also get, we're recording it today as well, uh, the podcast for just Patreons only. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Once a month, we get a movie out of the shelf. We rewatch it and just for you that give us money on Patreon. Yeah. So if you want that podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. Yeah. And it's a special one, I think. <laughs> also, if you're in Toronto, don't forget to check out our live screening yeah. of Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And part of the Hot Docs Podcast Festival. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. It's going to be at the Hot Ted Rogers Hot Docs Theater. That is a cumbersome name. <laughs> 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 but it's going to be a lot of fun. November 3rd, we're going to be there. There's going to be prizes. we got some Blu-rays to maybe give out. Yeah. Prizes that uh, that you can 
you can take home. We'll be drinking, watching the movie. Yeah, there'll be some games. There'll be some trivia. It'll it'll be a really fun night, and it's a really nice theater on Blue Street in Toronto. Yeah, come check that out. This this month, I'm I'm really excited for this month's one. Yeah, because it's October, and every October, if you've been listening to the podcast for longer than twelve months, which I guess nobody probably has, but <laughs> you know that every Slapping October, fans in the face. We do Halloweeny things all month. Halloweeny? Yeah, or okay. like, you know, like supernatural, something oh, yeah. with like a spooky, you know, like you can dress up in a costume. Right. Like I'm going to dress up every as year. Patrick Swayze for <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, that's good. The clay on your hands is going to get <laughs> in, in the way, I think, a little bit. But yeah, so. You... I'm a ghost! <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, imagine Patrick Swayze just said that the entire movie. Like, well, I'm, I'm a ghost. Now Patrick Swayze is a ghost. Oh, no. You went there. I know. I feel so bad. Ah, yeah. That happened like a while ago, though. It was a while ago, but. It's still, we can't. I miss we him. We can't make fun of that. We can't go there. Rob? I did. It's nice that you said you miss him, though. You know what? I'm probably going to get dragged away by the bad spirits, <laughs> the dark shadows. Yeah, the shadows, the, the poorly drawn shadows. So let's get to talking about Ghost. When did you first see this movie, Rob? So I never saw Ghost. Oh, you never saw it. You may say I didn't believe in Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Just so proud of yourself. (laughs) A small chuckle afterwards. I love it. Yeah, something about this movie. I mean, there was no reason for me to watch this movie, to be honest. I wasn't a huge Patrick Swayze fan, though I've come to appreciate his oeuvre now. Demi Moore, I mean, I think she's good in things, but a lot of her movies just haven't been sort of like in my area of interest. Do you like art? Are you? Do you like I hate going art. To... Okay, because then you wouldn't have wanted to watch it for Demi Moore's art in this movie either. She has big pieces of art. What are I you think talking it's... about? <laughs> are you making some sort of really gross euphemism? No, I, what? What are you talking about? She makes anyway. She makes art in this movie, like the like like the pottery. The, not just the pottery, like the other pieces of art, like that angel. Oh, she and made the, all that, and like the weird sculptures that she makes is kind of like Beetlejuicean. I did not get that. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, that's fine. It's fine. We'll talk you know, about it later. I was more focused on the ghost. <laughs> The title character. It wasn't called Demi Moore Makes Art and also Patrick Swayze is a Ghost. It's called Ghost. Well, that was the first title, but the script changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you never saw this movie? No, I never saw it. And it was so, like, in the pop culture zeitgeist. Like, I knew there was a ghost. I knew there was a very sexy pottery scene. Yes. And what else do you need to know? <laughs> That's it. So, you know, and, you know, it just kind of seemed like a little bit too, like, high romantic for me. Like, it's like... You know, it's about, you know, they're they're separated. Two right. lovers separated by the, the realms plane. of death. Yeah. You know? And they, it, and they come together. Yeah, so it wasn't my thing. So I didn't see it. Blaine, what about you? I saw this movie because I was the only son of a single mom. And she oh likes watching romantic movies. Right. And needed someone to watch these romantic movies with her. So I was there. I... I kind of liked this movie when I first saw it. I liked Patrick Swayze. I liked Demi Moore. They were in movies that I had seen before when I was a kid and I saw this. It's really interesting that you say that, that you watch this with your mom, because we know your mom loves the Costner. And this movie, <laughs> like, really reminded me of The Bodyguard in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, it has the same sort of mix of, like, thriller and romance. There's a great song in it, which Willie Nelson has done a great version of. Really? Yeah. Willie Nelson. Interesting. He does everything. He's the best. 
But so like they're they're like very much like I would even go so far to say the bodyguard was influenced by Ghost or was possibly maybe even greenlit to sort of like satisfy the desire for that style of movie. Right, the Ghost fans. Mom movies. <laughs> Definitely his mom movies for sure. Yeah. And like, I don't know, Flashdance and Footloose. Like those yeah. are all like movies that... Those are the two cassettes that my mom had in her car. Yes. And I listened to those soundtracks ad nausea when I was a kid. Me too. <laughs> Gotta cut loose. Footloose. We should definitely do that, shoes. that movie. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Oh my god! Right. But Patrick in the like the holy this. trinity of like the holy trinity. Mom, Talking actors. About this is good. Yeah, it's Costner. Yeah, it's Bacon. Yeah, it's Swayze. That's that's a good one. And probably Tom Selleck in the eighties as well. Right, just mustache. for the mustache. Oh yeah. yeah. Tom Selleck's mustache, not Tom Selleck. No, 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 just <laughs> the, the fourth one was the mustache. <laughs> so I watched this movie. I liked it. I remember being kind of like afraid of the demons because right. I was young. I was probably like twelve when and I saw it. And you've done bad something. things. And <laughs> at twelve, I I knew I had yeah. uh, probably murdered a man. Yeah, and, um, just admit it. Confess it all here. <laughs> do, do you? I killed like, them all. <laughs> When we talk about when we talked about episode one, that's when my <laughs> confession was. I killed them all. <laughs> so yeah, I liked this. I thought that the uh, the effects were good when I was a kid. I thought you're just the, saying that. The no, I remember being kind of scared of the shadows, and I liked Whoopi Goldberg when I was a kid too. I thought her part was really cool. Uh, what do you mean when you were a kid? Like you don't like Whoopi Goldberg now? Well, I'm. Well, this is you know this is the. This is a podcast. We like set up what, what okay. when we first saw it, okay. and, then, and then we'll talk about you know what, what we think now. Blaine has some views on the View. <laughs> She's on the View, right? Yeah, she used to be. Okay, she might still be. I don't know. Have you checked in today? Don't watch on the daytime view? TV. No. Okay. So I won't fill you in on what's happening in Young and the Restless. Then I loved her in Hollywood Squares, though. She was great. She's funny. She's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to run down the plot of of Ghost for the, for the people out there I, that might not believe in Ghost? I boo. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> it's like what someone getting married on the thirty first says <laughs> on Halloween. I boo, and then everyone in the audience goes boo. <laughs> okay, you're the one who practiced all the wedding puns. <laughs> So this movie sort of opens with this sort of like young couple, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. They're young, they're hip. She's an artist, I guess. They're like renovating this loft, and there's this other guy there who's their friend. <laughs> yeah, like another model like them. They all have their shirts off with sledgehammers, and dust is just accruing on them. Yeah, this these <laughs> are the most beautiful them. people yeah. of the eighties. And like, yeah. In, like, this run-down part of town, this loft. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that was, like, you know, a part of, like, the early, the late 80s, early 90s. It was, like, the culture, like, you know, yeah. the lofts, and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and making, like, these old factory spaces into new spaces. Yeah, and they discover, like, Giving a them, like, a new room. life. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it's Patrick Swayze. He plays this guy named Sam Wheat. Well, first of all, what name is that? Well, you know, wheat. I think it's it's clearly like a metaphor because you you might say that he gets reaped. 
You can't. Can you say that? You can't. He. Do we he, have to bleep that? What? <laughs> Played. No, no, that's awful. He gets like with uh with the scythe. That's what that, I'm talking uh, about. Yes. That's no, what, I know. What are you trying to say? I don't know. We'll move past this. No reap jokes on this podcast. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, like fields of harvest wheat. So their relationship isn't perfect because. Mm-hmm. He feels like although everything is going well, he has this feeling that whenever everything goes well, something is bound to go wrong. And also, Demi Moore really wants him to, A, say that he loves her because whenever she says, I love you, he goes, ditto. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) That's like – that's the worst if you tell someone you love them. They're like, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, such it's, like an awkward. Uh, yeah, and then you just want to die. Yeah, which you know he gets <laughs> in this movie. He, that's how he literally dies. Yeah. <laughs> he just shrinks, shrivels up into a raisin of a human being. He's like, yeah, I. Uh, yeah. You're great. Slowly but, implodes uh... <laughs> into the black hole that is his heart. But yeah. also, like, he won't marry her. Like, well, no, he brings up marriage. In lieu of saying I love you. Oh. Like, that's the weirdest way out of saying I love you that I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, just walk away at that point. <laughs> you don't have to double down on the marriage. <laughs> Let's get kids. Let's have kids. <laughs> Is uh, that how it happened with you, Blade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ariane was like, oh, I guess I'm stuck with this guy. <laughs> There's no way out. <laughs> Unless Kevin he dies. Movie, no way out. <laughs> So, yeah, so he always says ditto, but he wants to marry her. And she's like, well, I think you need to say I love you before you marry me. Yeah, and that's confusing. And then this guy comes well, out of a doorway. But so, yeah, I mean, they're have, they're on the walk. But she actually says, like, she, like, proposes to him, doesn't she? Yeah, she kind of does. She's like, okay, let's do it then. Yeah. yeah. And then he, like, still sort of, you know, he still sort of, like, freaks out about it. He's like, hey, yeah, when I said that, I was like, hey, you know, that's pillow talk, baby. I was really drunk when I said that. You said that two minutes ago. Yeah. Do you love me, Sam? What do you think? Why don't you ever say it? What do you mean, why don't I ever say it? I say it all the time. No, you don't. You say ditto, and that's not the same. People say I love you all the time, and it doesn't mean anything. But then instantly, like, they get mugged. Yeah, and he, I think he's thinking at this point, like, thank God, you know? He's like, I got <laughs> a way out. my way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. And the guy is like, you know, this down and out, rough and tumble guy that comes up to him and is like, you know, I you need your wallet. You can say it. He's not white. It's, it's weird because... I don't this movie I don't know man. You can say it. It's, I don't, this movie is uncomfortable it's, because well, all movies there's from a the bunch 90s of white are... beautiful people. <laughs> yeah. And then there are some non-white people who like help them either commit crimes or also or get messages to their loved ones. Well, that's they say it at one point. They're like, he's Puerto Rican. And this is, I don't know. It's like you didn't need to. Uh, it's just very weird. But then you also have Whoopi Goldberg who's helping out. So, like, I don't I don't know. Is it, unco- is it uncomfortable? Is it bad? I mean, probably. There are probably some racial politics in this movie. I mean, 
there's like a history of using black people as like this oh, magical, like special, yeah, oh, definitely, you know? yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I mean, the legend she's, of Bagger Vance and all that stuff. She's yeah. basically sort of doing that. I mean, like, does she have like a character arc for herself? I mean, she is like at the beginning, she's like a fraud and she doesn't have any like real powers, and then like. Her communicating with Patrick Swayze, I guess, is, like, some semblance of, like, you know, power or something like that. Or she uses, like, some wisdom at the end, but, like, it's it's very, like... Well, I think she, like, starts out here. doing bad things to, like, benefit herself, and then she ends up doing bad things to benefit others. Oh. So, I don't know. I think that's a bit of growth. Yeah. But she's still doing bad things. She uses her powers of grift for good. Yeah. Grifting for good. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a telethon. Right there. <laughs> so, he gets he gets shot. And yeah. this moment is actually pretty good in the movie. I really like it because mm-hmm. the gun goes off and the camera pans, yeah. so you don't see the the gun going off. And then the the mugger runs away, and Sam Wheat runs after the guy. Yeah, and, but he gets away, and the guy gets away. And then he turns around and he sees that he's his dead body on the ground. Yeah, which is such like a, a cool reveal. Yeah, and Molly's like holding it in her arms as yeah. he bleeds out. <laughs> yeah, going Sam. <laughs> Sam! Well, and the mugging is weird, too, because the guy has a gun, and he's trying to point at Sam's face, and she just backs up and goes, Hey, can, can someone help? Is someone around that can help? I'm like, you're around. Just just hop in. It's two guys well, what against is, I don't, one. What's she supposed to... I don't... I don't know. Help. Have you ever been mugged? I've, I've never... Sorry, not everybody took karate like you. <laughs> it's not just all judo chopper. The rest of us. Trying to, like, do a kata while some guy's mugging me. <laughs> just like, no, I need to finish. Just a minute. Best I Kicking can do is some punching. yoga. <laughs> just downward no, dog. Downward dog <laughs> scares them off, yeah. yeah. Just burying your head in the sand. <laughs> yeah, I I was just like, well, I think, like, a, a more modern movie would have had someone, like, them both struggling with the guy. I don't know. I felt like she was kind of... Because she's kind of a tough... You're saying that it should have depicted her, like, as somebody who could, like, handle herself in the situation. Yeah, I would have wanted to see her uh, her character. Because Demi Moore plays her as kind of like, you know, she she's comfortable being on this side of the tracks. And she's a little bit... Yeah. Uh, and, and so the fact that she is just someone who is in danger the entire movie kind of sucks for me. Like, I yeah. wish that she had a bit of, like, she could fend for herself or defend herself. Because neither of the women in this movie ever, like, really defend themselves. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm also, like, used to seeing, maybe it's just because, like, Demi Moore played G.I. Jane. She's really, in my mind, she's so tough. You yeah. Know? Like, she could really fucking take on anything. I know. Like, right? that guy, fucking sleazebag Magoo with the knife, she would just be like, ah, ah. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly like, you know, you with your karate, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly like the karate I learned when I was six years old. But he so, dies. He he dies. He passes away. And, like, at the hospital. And he sees the, the white light, but he doesn't walk into it. Yeah, that's right. He he runs away from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, later at the hospital, like, this old man who is also dead sort of talks to him and yeah. sort of gives him a little bit of the sort of lowdown on the spirit world or yeah. how it works. Yeah. The doors are difficult. Yeah. How did he get into the hospital? Yeah, I mean, they're if you not, didn't like doors, any teenage boy can get into the doors. <laughs> it's really like King Crimson or like the real right. prog rock guys that are challenging. Right, you really need to do this spinoff podcast <laughs> pretty fast. 
<laughs> but but they also see another guy sort of pass away yeah. on the operating table, and he gets sort of like brought, brought up, up to heaven. Yeah, and the old man, foreshadowing, goes, oh, at least the other guys didn't come for him. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I don't remember that line, and that's a terrifying line. Yeah. So, what happened to you? What? You're new, huh? I can tell. Are you talking to me? Hey, relax. It ain't like before, you know. It's a whole new ball of wax. Who are you? Oh, I'm waiting for my wife. She's in uh, 4C, cardiac wing. She's fighting it. Shot, huh? That'll do it every time. Pretty good. We also skipped over the most famous scene in this movie. Oh, I mean, we didn't skip over it. We're just like saving it because it comes way too early in this movie. I thought it came like near the end when he was a ghost. Me too. I thought it was ghost sex. I thought I totally thought it was like Dan Aykroyd ghost sex from (laughs) Ghostbusters. It is not. It is. It is him in full on corporeal sex. They're like there's clay and there's copulation. Uh, No, oh my god, it is so hot. (laughs) It's not hot at all. It's totally hot. I I almost couldn't go on. It was like a porno. I was like done in five minutes, and then oh, there's the rest Jesus. of the movie. <laughs> That's I don't want to talk about this movie anymore okay. with you. But you don't think that it's sex? They are sexy people. They are sexy people, and there are like fluids. There, there's a lot of clay. Yeah, they get on their hands, and then later they're touching each other. Which is what I understand and the sex ha- is. The clay makes all these like <laughs> forms that are like genitalia, like you know. It's no. like it's they like, don't have any clay on their hands anymore when they're having like when they finally make it to the to the bedroom. Which I'm wondering, like, they, did they have to go to the they clean up? Was that part of the ritual? Well, you wanted them to show that scene. Well, it's like any sex scene, in, like, like a, a movie. PSA. They don't, they don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be safe, kids. Yeah, you don't want to like throw off your pH balances. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> By putting That's clay awesome. in places. No, 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 no. I wasn't even going there. I hope they didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, the it always seems sexy in movies, <laughs> but they never show the cleanup before the actual intercourse. Right. Yes, and that's what I'm. They need like I'm, a Doctor uh, Seuss segment. <laughs> doctor, Doctor Sue or Doctor Seuss? <laughs> I was Doctor Sue. Doctor Seuss sex Doctor Seuss's sex book would be just the worst <laughs> the worst one to learn by. But yeah, they they have that whole thing, and they also kind of like make a big phallus. Yeah, together it's like a phallus and like a vagina at the same time because it's like there's an inside. Right. Yeah. They kind of put their hands around. This is getting too steamy for me right now. This yeah. is too much. Uh, it's it's an awkward sex scene. Yeah. And they are both not dead, so it makes it weirder. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how you do things, Rob, <laughs> but I think it's wrong. Anyway, so that's that's a big scene in this in this movie. That's it's the a th- famous scene, and I I thought it came so much later, and it, they just they just do it right away. Yeah, it's to show that they like have compatibility, yeah. even though they aren't compatible at all. It seems. I, why aren't they compatible? Because they don't. He doesn't say he loves her. There's, well, they have their challenges, but yeah. they're working on them. It's not his fault his life gets cut tragically short by an assassin's bullet. That's that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But so, so he comes and starts ghosting around her, and, like, he can't really— He never finishes his texts. <laughs> he, he realizes he can't really, like, touch things, but, like, he can scare a cat. 
And, you know, that sort of alerts her to a presence, sort of. Yeah. And it sort of, like, saves her later when uh, the mugger comes back. And yeah. she's not there at first, but then she comes back, and he has to, like, scare the cat to get the cat to scratch the mugger to make him go away. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a pretty tense scene. There's thought, lots of tense scenes. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And the mugger, he follows the mugger back to his home and learns that he's working for someone and well, that the What mugger, it is? Yeah. What it is okay. is Demi Moore talks to their buddy, the guy who is helping them do all the renovating because Yeah. Okay, now Sam's dead and he's like, you know, comforting her. She's all bereaved and right, vulnerable. The best friend is doing this. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it just it just happens they get a bit close, right? Yeah. Except he's like kind of like positioning himself like you know, hey. It's the most awkward, like, hitting on moment because she's, like, just grieving. And yeah. he's talking about Sam. He's talking about her dead lover while he's, like, touching her and, like, pulling her close by her bra strap. Like, it's just very, like, stop talking about him if you're going to make the move. Uh, it's it's awkward. It's yeah. awful. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Are you talking about the scene where he spills his coffee? Yeah. That is, like, that move does not work, let me tell you, folks. <laughs> Folks, you're just like, you're cold, <laughs> your nipples are as sharp as diamonds. Oh, God. It's not sexy, uh, apparently, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's an your awkward chest is scene. all red from burning hot <laughs> liquid that you dumped on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird it's a weird way. It's kind of like the yawning to put your arm around someone in the movie theater. Yeah. He does like the whole like, basic. I got it. I'm the only thing I am is abs in this movie. So I'm going to take my shirt off to like start acting. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. It was not. It was. Uh... No, he was. He was creepster from the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They project that he's like the bad guy, like pretty early. Yeah. Not just because he's like a pretty boy, but also because, you know, he's. He's just he's grimy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, we see him, like, because Sam and him, they both work at this bank. Mm. And before Sam dies, he's like, oh, hey, there's something crazy with these numbers to his friend. And his right. friend is like, oh, hey, let me handle that for you, good old buddy. And then Sam's like, no, it's okay. I got it. Right. You know? Yeah, and you know, he's like acting super fishy. And we've seen this play out before in Weekend at Bernie's. So it's, someone's got to die. It's an exact Weekend at Bernie's situation. I'm surprised that they weren't parading Sam's corpse around for a weekend. <laughs> well, not his not his corporeal being, but no. his his ghost is definitely still around. It's the same thing, isn't being it? Being put into some awkward positions. Yeah, it's weird how many like like how the '80s was so obsessed with death and ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> right, yes, that seminal movie. We Strong case too. so far, right? Yep. You're really building a... Ghost. Okay. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters 2. Beetlejuice? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't count that, but okay. <laughs> you wouldn't count Beetlejuice. Completely different. Yeah, all right. I can't help you. But there's a whole bunch of them. Like, people in the 80s were obsessed. Oh, and also there were like... Oh, there were a whole bunch of them. Wasn't there like... um, Wasn't there one where Warren Beatty dies? Maybe there's a lot of like returning. Heaven can wait. Yeah, there's a lot of returning to earth, like highway to heaven, living your life again. Yeah, yeah. That was like the last. It was probably like the last moments where people like believed in organized religion, and they were like, "Well, maybe there's still like a heaven-like concept, but it's not as judgy." Yeah, 
Right. So this well, one's this a one's, bit judgy. This one's pretty judgy. This one uses kind of like the old heaven and hell thing. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, do you take Christ's word as whatever? It's no. like, hey, did you kill your best friend? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So his his friend is really moving in on Demi Moore. Yeah, he's like getting and I, in there fast. And at the same time, Demi Moore is 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 kind of grieving. And Patrick Swayze sees this guy on the train that yeah. sees him and can kind of hit things. Yeah, Vincent Cavalli. Yeah, scary scary guy Blame. on this train. He just has like a unconventional look. So he's not supermodel beautiful like Patrick Swayze. He's also like seven feet tall and like. Bearing down on the camera. It was kind of imposing. He is filmed as, like, creepy. And, like, you know, usually he's just sort of, like, you know, lurking and droopy. Yeah. But in this, he's, like, malevolent. He, he's yeah. like, get off of my train! And yeah. then he, like, breaks a window. Yeah. But, like, when, uh, I think his friend's name is Carl? <laughs> sure. Let's name him Carl if it isn't. Like when Carl, Patrick Bateman, whatever he is, he <laughs> he threatens Demi Moore. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick Swayze goes to Vincent Chevalier and basically asks him to teach him what how to do what he does yeah. so that he can have a physical effect on the world. Yeah, and so he kind of does his whole Matrix yeah. routine. There's like a wax-on dealie. Yeah. It like, lasts like two scenes. It's yeah. not like too extensive. But it is kind of like in a subway platform too. And like, I don't know. There's some parallels. Yeah. And at the same time this is happening, Sam goes to a psychic. Yeah. Someone who is a medium. Yeah. And if you're a psychic, then you'll be able to predict what happens after this break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about 1990s Ghost with yeah. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and we just got to her Whoopi Goldberg as a, as a, a medium. I would say that she's an excellent. <laughs> <laughs> she's superior. <laughs> That's not a, That's not how size no, it does. Damn, she's a she's a grande. spicy. <laughs> um, she plays kind of like a grifter, like someone who's taking people, some people's money. Yeah, well, yeah, she's a psychic. I mean, they're all grifters. All of that is baloney, and the people who you know participate in that sort of thing are conning people. Have you ever had your fortune read by a psychic? I, I uh, twice. Twice in my life. Because I really believe in it. No, no, it's not. <laughs> what, did, what did they say? The first time I went there with a girl on a date, and the person was like, you two are going to be together a very long time. Uh, and then we never saw each other again after that day. <laughs> and then, but it felt like a long time because it was not working between you two. <laughs> it was an awkward. Just no date. connection. If you had to go to a psychic on a date just to be entertained, it's not. It's not going well. And then the other one was I was I was doing canvassing for like you know those people that are like, do you have a minute for sick kids or do you have a minute for the Humane Society? Yeah, I, that was the worst job of my entire life. I did life. that too. Oh God, it's the worst. It was the worst. People like hate you. I hate sick kids. <laughs> 
But they hate they hate you because you bother them on the street and they don't want to turn someone down. I every hate day. the ill children. No, you don't. Why did they have to get ill? <laughs> you don't hate the kids. Oh, okay. For everyone out there, Rob doesn't hate sick kids. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that <laughs> in your defense. But you're not defending. Okay, maybe you do. That's fine. But this other this other one, I was wearing like a ring around my neck, and she was like. She touched the ring around my neck. She stopped me on the street, and she was like, I'm a psychic, and you have a good aura. Now, I want to touch the ring. And she touched the ring, and she was like, this person, this person is still with you in spirit. And it was just like someone had given me this ring on a necklace, and they were still alive. But she was like, they're dead, but they're still with you in spirit. And I was like, what a gamble to take. Like, I don't believe you. she was never going to see you again. No, well, she wanted to. She was like, give me 60 bucks, and I'll tell you how you can contact them. And I was like, well, I I have their phone number. I can just call them. Well, in this movie, like, we see a little bit of Whoopi Goldberg's routine, and she is, like, flailing pretty wildly. Yeah. There's other ways to do that. Like, magicians do that, you know? Like, uh, what? what? Mentalists, they, they do that stuff. Yeah, but no, but yeah, like bad magicians, but like the real magicians and mentalists, like, they're actually tapping into the power. <laughs> they're tapping into the feed the uncon- that the person is saying in their no, ear. Yeah, but. Like Billy Graham with his style, you know? All right. You well, we'll what? get back to this. We'll you talk get after what the you pod. deserve. <laughs> the shadows are coming for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you, been, have you ever talked to a psychic? No, I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> so, Whoopi Goldberg, awful psychic at the beginning of this. Yeah. And, and but, pretty bad con woman, too. Yeah, but she can hear Patrick Swayze jeering her routine. Jeering. Yeah, because he's like, this is so bad. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he gets like, he's like, you can hear me? He she gets distracted. Pretty... Yeah. That's the one thing I like about, I mean, not the one thing, but one thing I like about this movie is that when Whoopi Goldberg is talking to Patrick Swayze, because Patrick Swayze is talking to her the entire movie, yeah. everybody can hear her and they're all like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Whereas in other movies or whatever, people just seem to, like, ignore this crazy person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now it could be, like, somebody talking on their phone. Exactly. Yeah. But now, you know. Yeah, and I think that's how, if this movie was remade, she'd have to, like, have her headset in the entire time. There could be lots of ghosts out there. I yeah. see people talking to nobody all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Those people are crazy, Rob. <laughs> no. So, Whoopi Goldberg, I think as soon as she gets into this movie... This movie takes off for me. I like start enjoying myself in this movie. Yeah. Before before she's in this, I don't care. I really wow. I don't really care about this movie so much. Really? I don't really buy Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. I think I don't know. They're you a little wooden together. You don't buy that two beautiful white people could be together? <laughs> no, I just they're kind of wooden together. They kind of like uh, I don't know. There's no real There was more chemistry on last week's podcast between Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Wow, bold statement. See, I sort of disagree. I mean, I don't like... I I had a problem with Patrick Swayze sort of at the beginning. Like, I don't really buy his, like, oh, am I a ghost? Am I dead? I don't understand. Yeah. But what I do buy, what I do buy is, like, his, like, emoting, like, when he can't, like, you know, touch his, like, love and when he can't, like, communicate with her... That stuff, like, for me, it it clicked and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it felt, like, substantial. Though the movie does pick up when Whoopi Goldberg shows up because he wants her to communicate 
with Molly, with Demi Moore's character. At first, he gets her to call her, but she doesn't believe her and hangs up. And then he convinces her to go and sort of speak to her directly by never-endingly singing, I'm Henry VIII, I am, Henry VIII, I am, I am. (laughs) Yeah. Great song. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it can wear out. Real banger, yeah. The the thing that's really funny to me is that Demi Moore later later on says, that's how Sam got me to go out with him. I was like, <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, that's abuse. <laughs> that's not great. That's not a great start to the relationship. No. So I also think that it picks up not only because of Whoopi's performance, but because of the character itself, because this is the only person in the movie who is like, this is bullshit. This is crazy. This is stupid. Like, no, no one should be a ghost. Ghosts don't exist. And she's the person that's saying everything that the audience is thinking while right. watching this. And so we finally get to relax and be like, oh, the movie knows this is silly. Like, the movie's all right. The movie's not trying to get us on board with, like, the afterlife and that we have to be on board with that. Hmm. Totally 100%. But she- this is, like, the part where, like, all the, the Weekend at Bernie's money stuff is going down because – he go- gets Whoopi Goldberg to pretend that she's this Rita Miller person who uh, is the fake account is in yeah. the name of and like helps her con her way into the bank, speaking to the right guy, to get a cashier's check mm-hmm. for $4 million. You'd put that in one check? That's like That's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know how any amount of money greater than $100 works. <laughs> In fact, I'm still kind of sketchy on the $100. (laughs) But she pulls it off, and it's kind of a funny scene. Yeah, because she's like, you know, there's like a lot of like the – because there's like the Cyrano de Bergiac sort of thing. He's like speaking, and, you know, she doesn't – she writes her name instead of Rita Miller's name. There's lots of, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. um, Yeah, But she has to have a transfusion when she means transaction. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's heard the word transaction. I don't know. That was a weird one. But yeah, she she kind of saves the day, and then he makes her give give it away to yeah. the church because now he believes in God because he's a ghost. Yeah. Right? I sort of was like a little bit like, you know, because the Catholic Church has a few things to answer for. Yeah. 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 Uh, it might not have been the best place to give $4 million. But I think sure. it was for a mission for homeless people. Which is nice. There was a sign. So yeah. hopefully it's all going towards that and not to any, like, any covering horrible, up or yeah. anything. Lawyers, you know? yeah. The other thing at this time is that the guy is being really spooked out. Abs, McGee, over there, Carl. Yeah. He He's being really spooked out because Sam has learned to control objects. So he's, like, really working this guy up. And this guy goes to Demi Moore's apartment and, and kind of threatens – her with a knife when she's off screen saying like yeah i know him. you're around yeah to him i know you're around sam and if you don't get me that money i'm gonna kill her yeah because he types murderer yeah. on the computer screen yeah this movie is in love with computers <laughs> with like the one computer it has yeah like it has like a tandy color computer three and it is like enamored with it it is like it wants to do the like pottery thing with the computers <laughs> it shows it so much and so like lovingly like we got this right. computer for this movie yeah yeah <laughs> it's like this was half our budget getting this one computer but he writes murderer yeah and then he's like who's saying that who's saying it? it's like sam 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 over and over again yeah what, he Creepy didn't know stuff. about hackers? It was probably some little shit in his parents' basement. Yeah. 
Angelina Jolie or something. Can you imagine, like, this movie, like, somebody wrote this movie, everything in this movie happened except the ghost parts? (laughs) That would have been kind of an interesting movie, actually. Yeah. Demi Moore is just, like, loopy. (laughs) And, like, sort of, like, turns everybody else a bit loopy, too. Well, there are scenes in this movie where I'd love if the director, like, it it would easily be a comedy if the director just stepped back and filmed what was actually happening for a second. Well, this movie was directed by somebody who is known primarily for comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was directed by Jerry Zucker, who we talked about a few weeks ago as part of Zucker, Zucker, and Abrams, who did The Naked Gun. Yeah. And all those fucking weird parody movies. Yeah. It's like... It's like they were going to make a parody movie and, like, the Zucker and Abrams part were responsible for doing the funny parts and they just forgot. <laughs> they just didn't show up to the office that day. Yeah, it was like there was they, supposed to be, like, a bunch were... of, like, you know, like, vaudeville jokes around the ghost and, like, ghost farting and stuff like that. Yeah, they got too hung up on the computer. They were using that. It's OJ like, was this... supposed to be in it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, being cast as like the best friend role would have been really good for him. I wonder, like, did any of the Zucker parodies parody Ghost? Like, that would be. Oh yeah, just know. making fun of themselves. Yeah, but there's got to be like a ghost. Like, I've seen so many ghost parodies. One of them must have been them. Yeah, must have. I mean, this movie is rife for parody. It is so silly at parts and and so weird. Well, and, so serious about itself too. And yeah, like even at the uh, at the end. So let's let's kind of get to the end. The one guy who shot Sam gets killed in a car accident because Sam can't like kill the guy. Yeah, no, or else he would go to hell. Yeah, or the shadowy place. Yeah, and then there's this whole kind of like. He gets Whoopi Goldberg to save Demi Moore. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, a really surprising death for that guy with the window. Yeah, he gets, like, guillotined. <laughs> so crazy. It, like, slides right down the window frame. Yeah, into into his sternum. And then he's a ghost. Yeah. And, you know, Sam gets, like, one good fuck you in before. <laughs> he doesn't say that. But, like, no, we're no, he, for his him. eyes are, yeah. Because he has to go to heaven. But we're like, fuck you for him. Yeah, he blinks and there's, like, an F and a U drawn on his and eyelids. And he gets... And then Carl gets dragged away by the shadowy people from a shadowy planet. Yeah. And then he's gone. And then uh, the weird part is that Demi Moore can now hear him. So, like, the rules are changing all the time in this movie. Well, because uh, he's closer to heaven. Because that's when the, like, you know, right. the light opens up. The light opens up. And uh, Bobby Goldberg's like, Sam, you should go into the light. Like, she sees him now, too. And, and she's such – it's like – She's so she, calm now. It's her like Guinan note. Like that's <laughs> yeah, the note no, she that she would play for Guinan. Yeah, with the entire Star Trek series, it'd be for like sure. nine seasons and four movies. Of Just that. like wise, yeah, yeah. Like, go into mm. the light. Mm. Yep. And before that happens, they're waiting around for the cops, and uh, Guinan, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> has already been shown that a guy can jump into her body and take control. So she lets Sam. Jump into her body and oh, take yeah. control. Oh yeah, we and, didn't talk about that. And then there's this great scene that I remember as a kid. Well, my it's mom. Like, we, it's not just like because they can't touch. Like that's what they desire because you know they can't like feel each other. Right. Sam can only push things around. He doesn't really want to like push her around. Yeah. And yeah. she's like so enthusiastic to do it. Like, okay, Patrick Swayze, you can come inside me. <laughs> No, Wait, that's not what I... No. I didn't mean it like... Uh, but she kind of is, right? Ghost makes us say the worst things. We, 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 we're going to be dragged around by the shadow people after this. Shadow people are I'm coming sorry, for us. I'm sorry, shadow people. I'm sorry, Swayze. <laughs> Sam, can you feel me? With all my heart. 
says with all his heart. I'd give anything if I could just touch you once more. He says he wishes he was alive again so he could touch you. Okay, okay, look. You can use me. Use you? And use my body. Use your body? Just do it quick before I change my mind. <laughs> I remember as a kid, this 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 moment of Sam sitting into her body and then him and Demi Moore, because it's filmed with him and Demi Moore, finally touching each other for the first time after he died and then dancing. And that song comes on. Yeah, Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody, which is a great song. And them dancing. I just really wanted it to cut back to the moment where it was just Whoopi Goldberg and Debbie Moore just dancing. Yeah. And like, because she's really into, like, his hair and, like, her hair. It was yeah, because just... that's, like, a body swap thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's first we see, like, Whoopi's hand and Demi's hand. And then we see Swayze and her, just like yeah. they were back at the beginning. Yeah. And I... You know, that moment, like, okay, okay. sometimes I get a bit sensitive when I get baked, <laughs> and I was a little bit baked. Okay. But, like, with the the hands and, like, absolute silence, it made me a little bit teary. Really? It did. What? It's so, I it, I liked it. This, this movie ghost got to you? It kind of did. I've, really? I mean, I was really high, but <laughs> I don't know if I can blame the, the pot. No, I did cry during Naked Gun too. So, well, that's that I don't blame you on. Uh, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was like a really like big image, you know, and just like the I don't know. That's really nice. I feel like we've swapped bodies here because I hated that. Are you inside of me? (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. I it didn't do it for you. No, man, I didn't quite. I really wanted them to like pull back to see Debbie Moore being like, "Oh yeah, this is just Whoopi Goldberg that I'm dancing with." Oh my god! Like I feel like Whoopi Goldberg had to like get Sam's cologne on, you know, like to really <laughs> make like, it an immersive, like a, a Sam costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a bunch of dust on her, you know, <laughs> a sledgehammer Overall. in her hand. Yeah, exactly. Like that would have been better. Would have been more like an immersive, like 4D experience, you know. You're just looking for some weird shit. That's all. <laughs> I'm saying it was weird without Some it. of us like our pottery. Some of us like Whoopi Goldberg dressing up as Patrick Swayze. I'm just saying if she, for one Halloween, would have been great. And then he walks into the light, and I was like, oh, what's the what's the code on this movie going to be? Is is Demi Moore going to be all right? Yeah. Is, is Guinan going to be great? Is she going to get into the Star Trek universe right now? Is she going to move like, on? One to beam up. <laughs> exactly. She goes. Because she's lived forever. Yeah. And, oh, my uh, God. It's the same character. Yes. That's awesome. That's great. Oh. We figured it out. And she's also probably the same character as in Theodore Rex. <laughs> One can only hope this is a shared universe with Theodore Rex. It's got to be. And then it just ends. He just walks into the into the ghost world. Yeah. And, and uh, it's like a velvet painting. <laughs> Oh, let's just talk about if we have a few minutes. Let's just talk about the effects because they're the worst. I mean, effects that I've ever. And this is four years before Jurassic Park. Yeah, they had something. I mean, it this was is like after Tron in like, the eighties era of like rotoscoping. Like the effects sort of look like that aha video where he jumps into the comic book. And it's like da na 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 na
Tina. You know the one. Yeah, it would have been great if that song played all over the love scenes. <laughs> it been, it's really upbeat. You're going to really mess up that pot, though. <laughs> and it looked like I had had classes where we did, like, green screen university or something like that. And, and we did better green screen on, like, a shoestring budget than they did in, like, the 90s. Okay, Blame. Oh, no, I'm just saying it looked so bad. Okay, like, Mr. ILM. Oh, my God. No, I this... He's lit from the wrong angles, like, in one scene. Yeah. He's, like, the street lamp is above him, but he's lit from below, so you're, like, you definitely don't look like you're in this scene. I did find the effects kind of distracting. Like, they they didn't look good. But I also think, like, it's one of those things where it was, like, it was a long time ago, and, like, they just didn't have the technology to make good movies. Sorry. Yes. No, I mean, you know, it was it's sort of like you have to suspend your disbelief. Like when you go to the theater, you know that the flats aren't really a castle. Right. You know, you're not really in Shakespeare in England. It's just sort of representing it. And mm-hmm. like this is sort of representing the shadowy creatures. Yeah. They're kind of like spooky in their way. Like yeah. they have like that like negative space sort of quality. <laughs> sure, yeah. Ooh, negative <laughs> space. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they were the same as they are in this movie in, like, Peter Pan or whatever, that would have been terrifying. Yeah. His shadow being, like, these shadow people. Did you like this movie upon rewatching it? I, there's a, it's weird because it's such a weird mix of, like, thriller and romance. And I think that they want the romance to sort of win. But, like, it doesn't have a lot to latch on to for me. Yeah. I mean, the like the thriller part is sort of like generic. The love story, I mean, I think that like the characters aren't really given much like personality or identity because they no. want them to be sort of universal right. to people, people who are beautiful. <laughs> Well, they wanted like everyone in a relationship to feel the the loss of a loved one, and then to yeah. feel the the love. They're just like you and I. We all we all renovate lofts. We all have pottery sex. <laughs> We're all terrible artists. <laughs> well, that part is true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the the symbolism in this really didn't work for me. Like the there's a lot of angel stuff. Yeah. Well, the whole like Judeo Christian thing is like. Yeah. It seems, like, a little bit not creative. Like, is the afterlife only, like, you go to heaven or you go to a hell-like place? Like, yeah. to have that sort of, like, those sort of two vague sort of things, which are basically the same thing, you know. What about reincarnation? Sure. Would the if, eternal return. What if Patrick Swayze came back as uh, something else? A as fly. <laughs> <laughs> a butterfly. Right, yeah. Or as, like... Her child or something. Her child. Isn't that a movie? I think it's a movie. I think that's a movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Nicole Kidman? Oh, yeah. I think my boyfriend's my son now. (laughs) (laughs) This is problematic for my life and how I deal with everything from here on out. Yeah, that's weird. And lucky that didn't happen to Demi Moore. Yeah. Though she likes younger guys, Ashton Kutcher. Right. That's like nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, so many guys, you know, get the, you know, free pass for dating that. younger women. Like, sure. you know, I don't mean to give Demi more shit for dating a guy who is... Because she was be- with Bruce Willis before, and then, yeah. like, Ashton Kutcher was on the 70s show. And right. Punked. And punked. Yeah, if he had stepped out at the end of this movie and been like, you've just been punked. <laughs> Your Patrick boyfriend's Swayze's alive. not dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We just use microphones and strings. <laughs> and hackers. 
I feel like Patrick Swayze like pushed his friend or his like you know frenemy into into doing all this like he really like spooked like he uh, spooked he spooked him he drove him insane with well, all this kind of ghosting yeah, around him. Yeah, he is sort of like aggravating him. it. Yeah. But his friend's the one who embezzled all that money in the first place. And he has like, he owes a bunch of money to the mob or something. Sure, but like as a ghost that is in love with the woman, like, he, you have a leverage point over there. <laughs> like, he already arranges to have Patrick Swayze killed. Yeah. Like you can't just fucking let that slide. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I guess you can't just let people kill you. If I killed you, wouldn't you avenge your death? <laughs> I would try. I would try. I would come back as a butterfly. Yeah. No one suspects a butterfly. So you didn't think this is rewatchable? I sort of think it's mildly rewatchable. Okay. I do think that the, the I kind of like the romance parts. I sort of like Wow, it. Rob. Yeah. Turning into a softie. I guess so. It. I, I thought those parts were sort of nice. And like there are the pottery scene. It's sort of very like earnest. Yeah. And like not a lot of movies I think are earnest about romance or anything like that it's like like it seems to be like a dead sort of thing you can't be romantic without being ironic or you know yeah i mean having a sense of humor about it i think is important and that's why when when whoopi showed up i was like oh thank god yeah because you need that you need a little bit of release from it you need a bit, oh, like, sure. to just take a step back from it a little bit to, yeah. to really get those moments at the end with the hand the hand sure. holding stuff, yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely like adds like a like a much needed element to this mm-hmm. yeah. uh, movie, and she's like great. I mean, she that whole check scene where she's like trying not to give it away was really funny. Thought she did a great job there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I, like, did she was she nominated for any awards for this? I feel like she must have been. Would have been great. Yeah, we should have looked that up, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. But she's like, yeah, she's amazing, and like, uh, like she must have been offered this. No, she must have already done Star Trek at this point. Anyway, she's awesome. Yeah, she's really great. But you hate her now. Uh, no, I don't. I was gonna say that I, I think she's the best part of this movie for me. Is that oh. I liked her when I was a kid, but I didn't realize how integral to me enjoying this movie she was. Right. So I'm glad. I'm glad she was there. I'm glad she's uh, okay. She's with us in this movie. What about fucking <laughs> Stephen Root? Yeah, what about Detective Steven Root? I loved him. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Steven Root. He's here. I thought he was going to be, like, investigating the thing for the whole... Oh, I was so excited for that. Like, he would come back and, like, save the day by, like, no. shooting the guy. <laughs> no, no. There was windows around for that. That's my stapler. <laughs> he's great. And he plays this so deadpan and so stoic. He's hardly acting in this movie, but yeah. I, still, I still liked him. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, and Demi Moore is good. Patrick Swayze's good. I believe their love, but I just, I just didn't care. You just don't care about love too, too much. No, I care about love. Yeah, but I just there's. Can you say it? <laughs> Ditto, Rob. Can you? Ditto. <laughs> don't you feel like that's kind of a power play at the end of this movie where she goes, "I," uh, he goes, "I love you," and she goes, "Ditto." Yeah, but I mean, like, like she's like power play you. from Beyond the Grave. Come Fuck on, you. <laughs> she's like, why didn't no, you say it when you were cute. alive? It's Fuck cute. You. Yeah, I know it's cute. It's meant to be played cute. It works. Da, da, <laughs> da, da, da. Oh my god! Na, 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 na. All right. Well, I'm gonna say it's it's na, it's rewatchable. Okay. I'm gonna be on the side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. It's there's some really funny moments that aren't supposed to be funny, and some genuinely funny moments. Yes. 
Like, uh, it's not – it's very 80s, and it doesn't, like – not all of it sort of holds up. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it definitely feels like it's not a 90s movie. It's a holdover. But. but I think it's so unique. Like, there's not a lot of movies like this. And, like, combining, like, the supernatural, the romantic, and the thrilling, mm-hmm. yeah, like, hypothetically, it should be great all through. But it sort of manages to work most of the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel if there was, like, more of a – I don't know, like an arc for more them. Sex. If there was more pottery sex, that would yeah. be great. But I think it's a mildly rewatchable movie. Yeah. Because there's there's some actual rewatchable parts to it and then some parts where you just laugh because it's so bad. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so that's it for this week on rewatchability. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. You only live once, but you can rewatch Ghost twice. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. yeah, twice no <laughs> twice, and you're done. No. Uh, there's no eternal return for Ghost. No. So please check us out. It's at, time to move on, Blaine. <laughs> Facebook.com slash rewatchability. You can talk to us there or uh, at rewatchability on Twitter. You can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability to help us out and get the podcast free and get our super secret once a month bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, which will be fly at you hopefully soon. Yeah, there's within a week. There's been no hints throughout this movie about what that movie will be. Yeah, so uh, just the buzz. (laughs) But uh, you can go to T Public and get a T-shirt if you want. There's plenty of designs there. Yeah, and all our back catalog is up on uh, on the site. So and you can check that out uh, at rewatchability.com. So thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.